This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. And now from Studio B, your host, Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Good day today, play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, August 25th. We're about to know who a starting quarterback is in a couple hours. Can't wait for that. Thanks for being here. Brian, I know you love a good conspiracy theory, so listen to this. At uh, Tosh and Mac, the last time BYU beat Utah, the game was played in LES, and BYU's quarterback's name was Hall. You played in this game. Mm-hmm. This year, BYU plays Utah in LES, and BYU's starting quarterback's last name is Hall. Well, we think it'll be. Yeah. The final score of the 2009 Holy War was 29-26. If you, if you subtract, subtract 29-26, you get three, which is Jaron Hall's number. Your thoughts? Ooh, look, I don't, I don't believe in coincidences, man. You know, you like Qui Gon Jinn. Like, like people say, I'm a, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I like to say I'm a coincidence theorist. Yeah, I, I believe in coincidence. Realist, a coincidence yeah. realist. I believe in coincidinkies, and <laughs> I also believe in numbers and patterns. And that right there lets me okay. know. Okay. That math, that formula lets yeah. me know that we're gonna win. BYU will win. If, let's, let's go. If, 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 We've moved if, on from Arizona. If Jaron is a starter. If Jaron is a starter. Okay. Okay. Brigham's going to win. Okay, you heard it here first on uh, BYU Sports Nation. Here's your show lineup. Things should be cleared up today regarding the depth chart and a starting quarterback. We'll discuss. Arizona names its starting quarterback. <laughs> Does Taysom Hill want out of New Orleans if he's not the starter? And the last 10-10 and 10 of the summer, the best names on the opponents. This is always a fun one. Let's get to some headlines. BYU football officially wrapped fall camp yesterday, and head coach Kalani Sataki says it's time to solidify the depth chart. It's the last day of camp, and so we're going to go through meetings, go through our, our time to talk to our players, notify them what, what, what the situation is in a lot of different positions, and uh, quarterback will be one of them. So obviously we'll talk to the players first and then be ready to have that um, announced to the rest of you guys tomorrow. So, expect an announcement later today as to who takes the snaps against Arizona. Finally, finally, the wait is over. Um, and on another camp note, uh, Coach Taki said wide receiver Braden Cosper is out for the season due to injury. So, uh, That's prayers. A bummer. Yeah, yeah, prayers um, you know, go out to, to Braden and, and his family and hope for a speedy recovery. Okay, there's a uh, Zoom press conference at noon. So, shortly after noon, perhaps we will see. Arizona announces it will go with two quarterbacks in the opener. I can't say that without laughing because that's just dumb. <laughs> Unless BYU comes out and does it, too. Uh, next week with Gunnar Cruz and Will Plummer, both freshmen. Has BYU already won the game based on that piece of information? Look, check this out, man. I expect every single player, walk-on, third-string, second-string, fourth-string guy to get into that game. I expect the starters to be okay. out by okay. halftime. Oh, my god. Uh, yeah, that's what happens when you play two quarterback freshmen. Uh, two Cougars were cut by the NFL uh, by two NFL teams yesterday. Uh, the New York Jets cut lineman Tristan Hodge, and the San Francisco 49ers cut Corbin Kafusi. Uh, teams are required to cut rosters to 53 on the 31st, so that is uh, another big timeline for us yep. to watch. Women's soccer drops from 15 to 24 in the coaches' poll to face 25th-ranked USC tomorrow, 10 Eastern on BYU TV in the app. I expect the Cougars to fly back up the polls here after a couple of wins. Big game coming up tomorrow night at home against the Trojans. All rise and shout. 
It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, to know who you want as the starting quarterback, we need to discuss what you want out of said starting quarterback, Brian. So we expect, uh, you know, Jaron Hall to probably be the guy today. But what do you want out of the starter? Because if you want a certain thing, it might be a Baylor. It might be a Jacob. It might be a Jaron. What do you want? Yeah, Uh, you know, it's it's, it's hard to... I guess quantify this what I want mm-hmm. in a quarterback. I, I want a quarterback that has it. That has it. That's very hard to quantify. It's ve- it's extremely hard to quantify. Who do you feel has it among those? So three? so I I would say I would say that Jaron does. Okay. Um Do you feel uh, like Baylor or Jacob do? I think I think Baylor I think Baylor does as well. You know, I haven't had a chance to 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 see Jacob. I've heard things and I've heard comparisons with, with Zach. I would say that Zach Wilson has it. If I were to compare, oh. if I were to compare people, wow. right, and and I Good would say, gosh, yes. and I would say that um, another person, you know, Max Hall, right, mm-hmm. um, has it. Wait, and and try and describe it. it. It's it's this this fire, Not this the desire. <laughs> I don't like scary movies anyway. Um, it's it's this fire and this desire, like this competitive edge that um, burns deep inside of an athlete. Okay. And, and it, it, it's something that like an attitude, it's, it's an attitude. I would say it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a mindset. I think Kobe Bryant is probably another athlete that you could say has it. Um, you know, people say what the, the Mamba mentality, right? Yep. When somebody is zoned in focused, Michael Jordan would be another one. LeBron James does not have it. I don't care what nobody says. Doesn't have it. He has conversation for another. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you get what I'm saying, right? As as far as somebody that that is good and talented versus somebody who is zoned in and looking to win, right? And and has this attitude that nothing is going to stop me at all, and I'll do whatever I have to to win. I'll walk into your mama's house, slap her. No, kiss, kiss, no. Your, kiss your kiss your sister not, on the way out, and and then have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not I want somebody slapping women, I, Brian. No, you know it's a joke. It's a joke. But you get what I'm saying? It's, it's some, a funny joke. It's 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 this attitude like nothing is going to stop me. I am the man, and I, and most importantly, I want the ball in my hands. I, I think I think that's what to summarize it all. That's a, a, the the best way I can describe it is somebody. I want a quarterback who wants the ball in his hands when. That when, when the time is right or needed for somebody to make a big play, him to step up and say, look, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Let me control, you know, our destiny. And, and I'm okay with whatever decision it is, but I want the ball in my hands. What you've described all three to some degree, okay? To me, it boils down to, do you want to – like, Baylor Romney hasn't used his legs a ton I know it's there. It's more than we've talked about. But if you really want a run threat, you want Jaron. Okay. If you like, Jaron is more, uh, probably more explosive in terms of, I think, chucking it down the field and running. Baylor, there's a simplicity that gets devalued with Baylor in the conversation. I think people say game manager, da, da, da. Spencer said, listen, against Utah, we might need a game manager. Just don't turn it over. But you also have to not be omissive. You have yeah. to be commissive, meaning you're going to do things that help you and sometimes hurt you, but that's the risk. The number one interception guy in BYU history is Ty Detmer. Like, yeah. number one in NFL history is Brett Favre. Like, it's a risk you take. I like Jaron the most initially. Just give him the first right of refusal, if you will, because against certain Power 5 teams like Utah, Arizona State, USC, and so on, 
I want on third and six to not feel like if nobody's open that you don't get a first down. Gotcha. That you run for it, right? Yeah. Yet, with Jaron, the risk is that he gets another concussion and we're back to square one like 2019. Yeah. Baylor reports are that he gets into the offense and executes a little better than Jaron. But I, I'm willing to risk that with Jaron because of the run ability. I, I think we talked about this like so long ago, man. And Jacob it, will get his shot later. When, when it comes to Power 5 teams and, and BYU, they always seem to have done really well or at least competed, meaning you know, losing by one touchdown or, or no more than, than you know, 14, 12, 13 points. Two scores cases, right? or less. Two scores, okay. That's why I say 17 plus. And, 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 and when yeah. BYU hasn't had a, a mobile or a running quarterback, they've had some challenges against – Power five schools, so I, I get you, I get your point one hundred percent. And it's not a hundred percent power five schools. It's more those big three I was talking about. Okay, like Arizona, Wazoo, Baylor, Virginia. No, it, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not, just, it's, it's it's not, not really the needed. same. No offense to our homies in in uh, Charlottesville. I say ah, you could be offended if you want to. <laughs> yeah, step your game up. <laughs> you mean? Wait, so we're gonna find out who it is today. Expectation is that it's Jaron Hall. I wouldn't. Well, I've said I'd be surprised if it wasn't Jaron. I, mean, I, I will be, yeah. If it's Baylor, I'll be a little surprised. Yet, confident that BYU can execute its offense. And guess what? It's almost more important that Aaron Roderick exists than the quarterback, yeah. who the quarterback is, because I have confidence in those three. Yeah, I, 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 think, I, think, I think this is a great question after the first couple of games, right? Because I always say we'll see the true identity of any team after week four, right? And Robert and I felt like week six. Yeah, uh, Uncle, Uncle Uncle and I was kind of a little crazy. Um, <laughs> but I was I would say this. This is the reason why. When you look back at certain defenses, right, that are really good, it's almost like, look, hey man, don't mess up. Don't like to the offense. So you're saying don't the mess up. Omissive thing. So, so right, be be. I'm a, I want a game manager. Don't win don't, it. Don't, just don't lose it. Exactly, okay. exactly. Now, if your defense is struggling a little bit, then you may have to go to a shootout. Now I want somebody that can, you know, score at will. That's Yes, and maybe Baylor's that guy. Again, we only have two starts from Hall and Romney each. It's not like we have a ton of volume here. Right. Um, so let's go. Let's go. And BYU and Arizona play in how many days? Countdown to the Wildcats. Ten days away. Woo! That was a good Week and a half, baby. Week and a half, we can work on the kind of the tone matching, but anyway, we'll yeah. work on it. You got, it's you're, all good. You're, it's still you're training little, camp. You're a little taller than me, so you got to aim lower a little bit. I got to aim higher. You want me to be okay? Anyway, on the high, we'll on the high five. Lower. On the high five. Oh, on the high five. I thought you meant the pitch. <laughs> oh no, no, mine was mine was good. I don't know, but <laughs> okay. Topic number two. Yes. Uh, what depth chart answers are you looking for today? Okay, I'm looking because it's not just about quarterback. We're going to find out about some more, hopefully. Uh, defensive line. It feels like it's Tyler Batty and Lorenzo Falte on the outsides. On the interior, it sounds like it's uh, Caden Hawes and Atumaisa uh, Naisamahe. But we'll see. I'd like to see who's in that group. I'd like to know who the uh, the other safety is with Chaz Ayu. I'd like to know about the health of the guys. Offensive line, I think we feel like we know it, but I'd love to know who those guys are. And then wide receiver, kind of who's in the pecking order. Um it, it, I feel pretty confident about who's on offense and who's in special teams. And defensively, we know the linebackers. We know one of the safeties. The corners are interesting. as yeah. I don't know. I just basically described the whole uh, team. But I'm excited to find out all of it. I, I guess D-line would be my number one answer. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, it's obviously the secondary, right? Um, Which part? For, for, for me. All of it? Corners and, and safeties. Um, yeah. And 
when it comes to the, the depth, right, we, and we, I, I think we've heard a lot, um, you know, this fall camp and, and even in spring ball. And I talked to, you know, Coach Gennardo, um a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, man, like we, I have never seen BYU from a cornerback position this deep ever. That's nice. And, That's and nice. The, I'm saying a lot because 01 when he played was pretty good. And when, well, I brought that up with him. I was like, look, man, I like what I get as a corner and being an alumni, I heard that you guys had the ballers and, and you guys had the guys. And he was like, look, look here, check this out. We did have some guys, some dudes, but these guys right now on this team, on this roster, like doesn't even compare. And he said that he, mm. you know, had conversations with his teammates and they were saying the same thing. The ones that, that are around, the ones that have, you know, seen film of the current guys. He's like, look, man, these, these guys are good. And even all the teammates that he played with can't agree. So I'm, I'm more excited just to see not necessarily, you know, who's going to start because I feel like almost anybody can, can go in and make an impact, right? At it's, corner? It's, yeah, at, at corner. Okay. At corner. Um, it's more of I want to see – how these transfers – that's really what it comes down to. Man. I really want to see how the transfers, um, where they sit on the depth chart. You know, I've, I've heard and seen a few things. Talking Robinson so, and Hayes? Yep. Yeah. Where, where – oh, I didn't know we could say that. I didn't know we, yep. <laughs> no, they're, okay. no, they're, they're in camp. Okay, yep. cool. Utah, oh, you're, oh, you're right. You're yep. right. That's Utah State and Oregon State transfers. So, I'll, it's always intriguing to me when you bring a JC guy in or, you know, another, another D1 transfer. Yes. Because you're almost saying I'm looking – like, I, I need somebody to start. It's kind of what you're saying. But I, I don't feel that way. I feel like they were just like added into an already good group. Exactly. Right? Okay. I, I'm, I'm happy you brought that up. Yeah. So that's why it makes it even more interesting yes. right? to see, okay, you already had guys. You Angela know, Mandel, guys. Yep. Isaiah Heron, yep. Keenan Ellis, mm-hmm. Shimon Willis. Yep. That's a good group. It's a, it's, a, it's a great group. And if anybody, if any one of those guys um, you know, starts, I would be okay with. And I'm, like, I'm, I'm satisfied with. They know? add to a group of, uh, I mean, ma- Hopefully, you feel this confident, but three deep potentially. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah, hundred which percent. Which is awesome, and most of the time unrealistic. Yeah. So At, for BYU, <laughs> for anywhere, for almost anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. The, yes, you you have a point. You do have a you point. Know, like even you at Alabama, the third string is awesome. Blah blah blah. If yeah. they're that good, they're going to play somewhere else. They yeah, want to go somewhere else where they map. Right. You know exactly. Which exactly. is pretty cool. Okay, we'll find out some answers here. Hopefully. Uh, coming up uh, at a noon press conference, if not in the next week and a half when the game's played 10 days away. Let's go. Our question of the day. And, of course, Brian wanted to know about cornerbacks. What do you want out of the starting quarterback this year? That tells us what, which guy you want, right? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. We now dip into the obvious well. At Roberts <laughs> underscore MN on Twitter, going back-to-back days is the first tweet. Nice work. Nine wins, one of them beating Utah. Hmm. I was oh. looking for more uh, attributes, but Ew, that's okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, we, I'd like to change, I would like to change my response. Well, yes. I don't, I it was an open-ended question. I want an undefeated season. Okay. You know, put those on. Uh, Voy, Voilissi64 on Instagram. Wins, especially over Utah. Well, well, well. Okay. I don't care if the wins are by three points or fewer. Just get wins. Now, uh, I'll bring this up next week, but I think we would care if it was a three-point win against Arizona. Yeah. I think we would care if it was that low. Honestly, I think the expectations are high for this team in terms of eight to nine wins in that range. We'll ask Chris Vanini coming up what he thinks as well, but um, continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I think think you're right, man. It's it's almost like we know that against 
Arizona, it's, it's a W. Now it's like, it's how do they win? Hopefully BYU looks good because you're going into week two against Utah after that it's at home. It's how you win. We know you're going to win. It's how you win. And if BYU doesn't beat Arizona, again, it will be nuclear <laughs> in these parts. So go get that dub. Oh, Coming up, who's the latest to make a push for BYU to the Big 12. We'll tell you, it's a national uh, voice in college football. And Chris Vinini of The Athletic tells us what the alliance means for BYU, if anything at all. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further review, looks at the 2021 difference makers. Uh, this week, watch as David Can, Uncle B, and David Nixon break down the film. AFR is available on demand on the BYU TV app. We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Great to have you, Jerem Jordan, alongside the one and only Brian Logan. What came of the alliance yesterday with the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12? Nothing. Will there be an exp- Don't spoil it. Will there be an expansion? How does BYU fit into this? That and more is asked and answered in my conversation earlier this morning with National College football writer Chris Vanini of The Athletic. Chris, I don't know what you expected yesterday, but I thought we'd get a little more out of the alliance. Uh, It didn't feel like we learned very much. What did you learn? What did you think of it? You know, it was pretty much what I expected and what I had been telling people for, you know, a week or so that this had been out. It's not really about scheduling it's really about just making sure the three of them are on the same page when it comes to incidentally rule changes college football playoff expansion uh, and not poaching each other essentially in conference realignment they essentially just want to kind of slow things down after the sec is going to add texas and oklahoma and they don't want it to kind of spin out of control and create a whole nother round of realignment so they came together and said hey let's Let's kind of make sure we're on the same page with this stuff. Make sure the SEC doesn't pull another fast one on us. And that's it. You know, they, they said they wanted to do scheduling, but they're not going to break any contracts, which means none of those Alliance games are going to happen for three, four or five years. Um, you know, they throw stuff on there like academics and other stuff. It's really just window dressing. It's really just, hey, let's kind of make sure we're on the same page so another bomb doesn't drop on us. What do you think it'll be in scheduling? Uh, because for a team like BYU who relies on a couple Pac-12 teams a year, in fact, this year it's five, it's a really large number, BYU hasn't really played a ton of teams out of the ACC, and then BYU likes to play an occasional Big Ten SEC team. And does it, you know, uh, What do you think that means? Because I think for BYU fans it's like, hopefully the pac 12 still good with non-conference games. Yeah, that's where this could maybe affect other people down the road, which is – do the Big Ten and Pac-12 cut down to eight conference games to open up one of these alliance game spots or whatever you want to call it? And, and do they add a second one? And if, if you do, then, yeah, you're, you're, you're having fewer opportunities out there for non-conference games against other teams, against other conferences. And for a team like BYU that relies on a lot of Pac-12 games, uh, that is certainly something that could have an impact. But, again, that's going to be a bit down the road. Uh, George Kalivkoff, the – Pac-12 commissioner said contractually the Pac-12 has to play nine games through 2025, their TV deal. Now, could they go to their media partners and say, hey, we're going to play ACC and Big Ten teams. That's just as good as another Pac-12 team. Maybe we reevaluate that, but it's not a guarantee. And again, it's probably a few years down the line, at least. 
What kind of impact do you think the Alliance could or would have on the proposed 12-team playoff in the future? That's a big part of it. And there's two reasons. One is the 12-team expansion. None of these three commissioners were involved in the working group that came up with the 12-team model. And so now knowing in hindsight, hey, the SEC you know, help put together this model with the Big 12 while they were stabbing the Big 12 in the back. Maybe we should make sure this is exactly what we want. The SEC is fine either way. They're fine with four teams right now. They're fine <laughs> with 12. They're, 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 they're going to get the most teams in anyway. So it's not that big of a, a factor for them. Personally, I think 12 teams is is a great result, and it benefits everybody, especially the Pac-12 and independence and gives everybody a chance the other part of the playoff thing is when when you start the 12 team playoff essentially because there's still something like four years left three or four years left on the contract that is with espn and if you expand it before then espn has the exclusive rights to renegotiate whatever they want with that and if you're the big 10 of the pac-12 you've got fox as a partner in your tv rights you want that playoff to go to open market you want you know, you want NBC, CBS, these, these other networks to bid on it, to to get more money and to essentially have other players involved in the sport and not just ESPN kind of controlling everything. And that's what the 12 team, I, I've wondered, like 12 makes sense, right? You could have four buys and the whole deal. What Do you think it ever goes to 16? You know, if they realize there's more money to be made by 16, <laughs> perhaps. But I, I like 12 because it gives you an incentive for finishing in that top four. That that was – I was an eight-team person for a long time. I figured six conference champions, two at-larges, you know, it, it makes sense. But the SEC was never really going to go along with that because it wasn't going to help them as much as the other models. But by doing 12, by giving those buys, say you have two SEC teams in the SEC championship game that are going to play each other, uh, and they're both going to make the playoff. We know that. But if the winner is getting a buy – in the playoff, then there's stakes. There's more stakes to all these games now by doing that. That's why I really like 12. Yeah, 12 is a fun number. I hope they get to it, and I hope they get to it sooner than later. Uh, we're talking with Chris Vanini of The Athletic. He used to write about the G5s. Now he's the whole country, which is uh, exciting. So let's talk about the Big 12 and all this. So obviously the SEC is NFL 2. That's what I'm calling them now. And then you have the Alliance, and then the Big 12 is kind of looking around. Like what You wrote about the Big 12 as well on The Athletic. For those that missed it, go to The Athletic. Check it out. What's the situation with the Big 12? Because BYU, obviously, I've said, hopefully the Big 12 gets desperate and feels like it needs BYU because BYU wants to be in a power league. Uh, what's going to happen with that league? Will they expand at some point? Because right now it feels like they're pretty content. They don't need to make a move at the moment. Yeah, it's they're in a weird spot. Kind of all the dominoes have to happen within that league. First off, when are Texas and Oklahoma going to leave? You're not going to expand until they leave. And the Big Ten is content on making Texas and Oklahoma stay as long as they possibly can. Uh, you know, it's just they, they're not going to let Texas and Oklahoma walk away and devalue them. So that's the first thing that needs to happen. Also, these remaining Big 12 teams, the remaining eight, do they get any interest from the Pac 12, from the Big Ten, from anybody? Probably not. And the fact that the alliance happened kind of solves those conferences issues without having to add anybody. So it seems likely the eight of them stay together. So down the road, Texas and Oklahoma leave. You've got the eight teams. Then what do you do? You, you essentially see are there, are there 
teams out there that will help your TV deal because it's certainly going to be cut in half by Texas and Oklahoma leaving. So the candidates, the, the top candidates would be, you know, BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, Boise State. Th- those, those are probably the most appealing teams, at least from a, mostly from a football perspective. And at that point, you know, the Big 12 has not been on board with BYU before, you know, the, for, for all the reasons outside of what happens on the field. But if the Big 12 is a lot more desperate, then you probably give BYU a much closer look this time around because now you you really need some more big brands in there. So I, I think it's certainly something to watch. It's just these things might not happen for a while because it's got to start off with figuring out when Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. Yeah, so no sooner than when they leave or 2025 uh, could be the first year, but it'd be a year or two before that that they kind of announce it, I imagine. Okay, I want to talk to you about this because the 12-team playoff, when that idea came out, I was like, whoa, that'd be fun, and what's BYU's role in potentially getting to that one year, right? The best way for BYU to get into the playoff, if it's 12 teams, isn't to be in a Power 5 league. It would be to be Indy or in a Group 5 league. So it all depends what you want out of BYU football. You know, nationally, I'm interested in your perspective as you see it. Here, we may have a different opinion, whatever. Right now, BYU wants autonomy, in my opinion. It wants to be on ESPN. It wants to be able to make its own schedule. It wants to be able to have this NIL deal with Built and go viral with the walk-ons being paid for and everything. Things are going pretty well right now. But in the long term, kind of what do you want out of a, a season? What do you want out of your program? Making the playoff would be sweet, but also being in a Power 5 league would be sweet if that invite comes. So what do you see in the future for BYU um, You know, as it relates to the playoff and trying to get into that? Well, what they want to do, I don't know. That's up to them. I mean, you just laid out all the reasons they like being independent. But as it relates to making the 12-team playoff, uh, you're probably better being in a, I mean, assuming a power five invitation doesn't come, you're probably better off being in a group of five conference. I mean, we don't even know what the big 12 is going to look like in five years. You know, if they continue the 12 team playoff with six conference champions, that's essentially two. you know, there's a group of five spot and maybe the big 12 is a group of five group of six schools. So then you have two spots and, you know, Boise state was in talks with the American last year but after the 12-team playoff came out, it's not really an incentive to go join the American anymore other than a little bit more money. Boise State's path to the playoff is probably easier in the Mountain West than it is yeah. in the American. So if you're BYU, you know, obviously I'm sure a lot of people don't want to go back to the Mountain West, you know, based it, on how things ended. It ain't but, happening. Yeah. But, your, but your playoff <laughs> opportunities uh, would be better by joining a conference. Big, Big 12 would obviously be ideal but even the american would would not be a bad option yeah no for sure and uh there's no way BYU goes back to the mountain west given out and like you said with, with the american it's really interesting because when byu was in the mountain west with utah and tcu in like 06 to 09 there was a run there where the mountain west had three top 25 teams that's what the american has become now with cincinnati and memphis and ucf and Navy and Houston, like it's a good league. There's, I mean, you could you could almost make an argument on their best year, it rivals the Big Twelve without Texas and Oklahoma. So it's kind of interesting. And you brought up sort of this maybe it's a Power Four and Group Six. Who knows? But uh, it's it's interesting. Do do you see uh, the AAC being a player in anything uh, in this conversation, or are they maybe just going to get the best of the rest and be the top Group Five league? Well, they're in a 
tough spot because they want to add Big 12 leftovers. But if the Big 12 leftovers stay together, then they're going to want to add probably American teams. If you add a UCF in Cincinnati, suddenly the value of the American goes quite a ways down. So the American has the most to gain, but also the most to lose. Mm. And if you're the American and you you lose UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, maybe Memphis, then you're not any different than Conference USA or the Sun Belt, essentially. So it's, it's kind of an existential crisis for them as well to, to uh, you kind of got to play offense to play defense, essentially. And there, there was that report, you know, Bob Bowles, we kind of accused the American of colluding with ESPN to try to get big 12 teams to the American. I mean, the American is going to try to add big 12 teams no matter what, but American teams want to join the big 12. They just can't say it publicly. So everybody's kind of playing this dance, but the Americans sitting in the spot where they're the best league but they could get poached because of that. And then if that happens, then they're in a really difficult spot. That's well said. We'll keep an eye on that. Okay, BYU uh, getting ready to play Arizona next week. Uh, you know, expecting a starting quarterback announcement uh, today for BYU. What's your impression of the Cougars going into 2021? Oh, I'm, I'm mostly curious to see how the offense is after losing, I believe, the most experience of anybody in the country on offense and, and seeing, you know, if it's the expected quarterback that, that, that we have, you know, Algier at running back, but finding that new group of wide receivers, you know, rebuilding the offensive line. I think Aaron Roderick is a really good uh, offense coordinator getting promoted to that job when Jeff Grimes left. Um, but that schedule is tough. I mean, last year's schedule, it was a lot easier. I mean, there's no way to, to put it. It, it was it was, it was uh, quite uh, simple. This year's schedule, what, five Pac-12 teams plus, plus some other top group of five teams. It's a really, really hard schedule. And I know coming off 11 and one in the top 15 season is great, but if you're BYU, if you can get to a bowl game out of this season, I think it ends up being a really good year. Yeah, we're hoping for eight uh, and, and go from there. So yeah, bowl game certainly uh, got to make it. So Chris, we appreciate the time. You always have great takes on what's going on nationally, BYU. So thanks for taking a few minutes, man. Yep. Thanks for having me. Chris Vanini of The Athletic. Brian, we've talked about it for BYU and its autonomy and what it loves. Mm-hmm. Joining a league does not fit into that. Although we talk about BYU, you know, in a Power Five, that would be a massive move, right? To be included yeah. in that, the money that, and and what that means for your facilities and your athletic program, right? You don't necessarily need an all-in campaign if you're in a Power Five league per se. You want to keep up with the Joneses, but BYU operates in the black, not in the red. And then, if you want to make the playoff, and that's what you prioritize, don't be in a Power Five league, right? Be in be in the AC or BND, but you'd have to cool it with the schedule. Yeah, I mean it's. Oof, oof. It really depends on what BYU wants, right? I mean, what so that's do what, you what, want out of the? What thing? do you want, Brigham? What do you want from me? What do you want? Brigham wants your money, bro. Let's go. Well, I was on scholarship, so it wants your uh, heart too. Oh well, you you, gra- you graduated now. Hey, don't have, get back oh, to the program. I, I know. I get, I get those. About. I get those calls, man. Yeah, like all but, the time. Which like, one? Choose to give. Like, do you want to give? I'm like, yo. I'm trying to figure out how I'm paying rent tomorrow. Like, can you, can you give to me? <laughs> Being in please a Power stop, Five league, please stop calling me. Would help with that. I'm, I'm just certain, playing. I'm, I'm, would. I'm joking. Kind are, of, are you? Kind of not. Coming up, <laughs> is it literally starting quarterback or bust for the greatest player in the universe? What he said, it's pretty interesting. And are you putting your eggs in the Pac-12 expansion basket? This is BYU Sports Nation. They have a basket. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. 
24th-ranked BYU women's soccer host, 25th-ranked USC tomorrow on BYU TV. Watch as Michaela Coulihan leads the Cougars against the Trojans. Coverage begins at 10 Eastern on BYU TV. Happy Cotter had a goal as well uh, against uh, Auburn over the weekend in that 2-1 loss. Hopefully there's a big bounce back against USC. Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan here in Studio B. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. Good Whip Rounds presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. So let's, let's get after it, Brian. Arizona announces that they will go with both Gunnar Cruz and Will Plummer at quarterback <laughs> against, <laughs> against BYU. <laughs> <laughs> what if... Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten. Okay, I'm good. Um, what if BYU also announces they will go to quarterbacks, Jerem? What if BYU cuts athletics? Like, no, it's no, it's not <laughs> happening. Like, BYU ain't BYU Hawaii or Idaho, right? Um, no, it's gonna be BYU's not doing that. BYU's not doing. It. I would move, but it's a funny question. I would move back to California. Would, would you really? Nope. I'm okay. never going back to that place. Oh, okay. The uh, Pac-12 is set to announce if it will expand or not on Friday. This didn't make the first half an hour of the show, so we must not care about it that much. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how much hope do you have that BYU would be involved in that? Uh, I have a negative. 1,000. I don't believe that that will ever happen. Ever. But I don't care. Yet, I've said, if I could pick what league BYU was in, it would be the Pac-12. It makes the most sense. It, makes, it, it does make the most sense. The, sure. l- l- like, geographically. Philosophically, it doesn't. I know there's some issues there. The whole academic part. BYU is great academics. It's just not the academic part you like. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, the religious aspect uh, conflicts with some of the ideals of, say, Stanford and Cal for, I don't know, 50-plus years. <laughs> so it's not going to happen. Well, uh, I, you know, but they, if they, I could pick, it would be the Pac-12. Well, and then Utah is already there, right, as far as um, you know, having that rivalry game in conference, like an in-conference rivalry game, like in the mountain. You can have that game regardless, yeah. unless, well, unless Utah's playing football. I mean, I, but don't you think it, 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 it weighs more? Yeah, being in conference, yeah, d- right? double meaning, right? Right, double. Like it was fun when BYU Utah meant conference champ. Yep, and rivalry. Ooh, that's yeah, pretty fun. You that, played in one of these games. I did. You won a conference championship by beating. Utah I didn't. No, I was. I was. Me, I didn't win it. I didn't win a ring. That was David Nixon. I wasn't part of that. Oh, and oh nine. Yeah, you didn't. TCU. TCU, TCU won the yeah, title. Yeah, I take it back. So that's all right. We were My we bad. were we were battling for for you should, know should have won that TCU game then. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> we should, we should have. Um, Game day was here. Gosh. Uh, Tim Brando t- tweeted, <laughs> quote, if I were in the Big 12 conference office, and clearly I'm not, uh, blushing emoji face, I would be doing my best to get both um, Boise, State. B- Boise State and BYU into the league. You can't say those two programs don't bring value. Yeah. They do. The Big 12 schools could still net more revenue than the ACC long term. Mm, because the ACC has a long contract. Right. So, do you think he has a point? Yeah, I think he has a point. Uh, the ACC deal is like way too long. That's going to lose value over time. They should have had a shorter deal that they could re-up later for more. Okay, That makes sense. Yeah. And BYU into a power league? Of course, we're going to say yes. Yeah. yeah. We believe that. Yeah. We believe that. Okay, PFF uh, ranked Zach Wilson as the fourth best performing rookie in week two of the preseason. What's the chance Wilson wins NFL Rookie of the Year? 100%. 100%, huh? 100%. Wow. 100%, man. I'd say there's like, uh, there's like a 15, 20% chance, which uh, is, to me is pretty good given all the talented rookies. I th- I, you know, I, Maybe it's higher. I don't know. To, so to, to me, whenever you look at awards like this, 
Obviously, you know, stats play a role, but I think stats just get you into the conversation. Like, it just gets your foot into the door. So what gets and you the momentum in regards to like the clout, the pub? I mean, when you when, when Zach Wilson is, Can you have that is, with is, is six wins with the Jets. Like, do the Jets need to be like? A I don't see this is the thing. So, so this thing, I don't think he's. I think they're gonna win. He, he'll win more than six games. Okay, like that'd be awesome. I, I, it wouldn't surprise I me. I, I if, think that defense stinks. Though. It wouldn't surprise me if he won. If he won eight or nine games, it would not surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. Man. It would surprise me because the Jets' defense stinks. Yeah. Big game boomers back has BYU. It never left actually. Uh, has BYU fans as the 14th best traveling fan base in the country. Fair. Hmm. Best best fan base. Do we? But do we? Really, 14th. Do we really travel? Yeah. No. Yes. We're just there. No, it doesn't matter how they get there. Ch- that they are there. There's churches everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And there's in the world. Those people. Um I mean, if, okay, if we're dissecting this question specifically, right? Traveling. Wait, we should be rewarded for that, not penalized. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm just I'm just dissecting the question. Like traveling, wait, I would say wait, like when you see the Wisconsin fans at the UCLA game on the road, are you like, did you come from Wisconsin? Yep. Or I did am. you come from I, Ventura? I'm like, dang. Really? Wait a minute. You guys love your team because, man, I wouldn't have came at no all. No one cares how they got there or where they Even came if my from. son was playing, sure. I wouldn't have traveled. You think Tennessee was like, all these people in blue came from Utah? Yeah, I'd have been like, you guys you guys matter. love your team. Man. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia's list listed 13th on this list. That's garbage. Wisconsin should be way higher. Virginia Tech, no. Uh, and then the rest are like the blue bloods. So, yes, I think BYU should be in the top 12. 12? Yeah. Who's, so who, wait, who's number one? Number one is Nebraska. Oh. They got nothing else going on. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say that. It's either the football game or Walmart. Um, happy <laughs> <That's> Arkansas. <laughs> Bentonville. Happy anniversary to our good friend Mark Durant, who tweeted yes. the following yesterday. Quote, uh, 26 years of marriage, parentheses tomorrow, and I find my wife drinking out of this abomination, ah! which is a Utah cup. It's in teal, too. It's weird. That is kind of, yeah. He said, Um, I'm shook, yeah. uh, Maybe it's thrown off because, like, she's able to hide it because it's teal and not red. Oh, maybe. Um, How should Mark respond to such a revelation? Uh, By throwing it away. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, in my house, (laughs) if my wife came home with that, I would chuck that. Now, my mom is a BYU fan. My stepdad is a Utah fan. So when I go to my mom's house, there's Utah stuff. I can't be chucking my stepdad's stuff in his own house. Come on, man. <laughs> but in my, as for me in my house, we mm. would throw away the Utah stuff. Preach. Look, check this out, man. I would uh, schedule. It ain't, it ain't getting through the door. I schedule a, a marriage counseling. Marriage counseling? That's a couple sessions. Mark, you hear that? I mean, so that's yep. what I would do. Okay. Uh, got to get it right. You know, you got to get your family right. You got to lead that. Mark, you got to step it up, man. Yep. You, you got to lead. You and on lead your anniversary, that. that's a shot. No, that that yeah, that's like a that's like a sneak. That's like a sneak. Ain't no, right nothing there. sneaky about the Utah logo. Come on, man. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Coming up, Jerem's final ten in ten. <gasps> Literally, his last final ten, ten. ever. I'm not doing ever. Like, this, this is it. Right? <laughs> this is it. Um, and it's his all name team. Exactly. And does Taysom Hill want out of New Orleans if he's not the starting quarterback? What he said that's pretty interesting. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Next week is game week, and we'll get you ready right here on BYU TV. 
Uh, Friday night, there will be a special BYU Sports Nation live from Las Vegas Fan Fest beginning at 9 Eastern. You guys, you going to that? Yeah, okay. I'll be there. Thanks. I'm, I think I'm going too. Cool. Uh, then Saturday, two-hour <laughs> countdown to kickoff at 7.30 Eastern gets you ready for the season opener. Join us on BYU TV as we celebrate BYU football finally being back. Yeah, it's next week. It'll be awesome, man. Can't wait. Ten days away. Jerem Jordan alongside Brian Logan. Let's talk about Taysom Hill. So he said the following back in 2020 in the uh, in the spring, I believe. I want to play quarterback in this league, and if New Orleans uh, don't view me that way, well, then I have to leave. That's really where we're at. A little bit of context. This is last year. It's Drew Brees' last year. I can't remember if he had declared if Drew Brees had declared it was his last year quite yet. But Taysom Hill's always wanted to be a quarterback. Now, new con- so wanted to put that in context because he didn't say it yesterday. He said it a year and a half ago, it sounds like, or a year ago. Is He wants to play quarterback, right? Yep. Let's say that Jameis Winston is the starter. Taysom's the backup. They may use him as a gadget guy. Yep. Um, Jameis could have some success. Maybe he's not good. Maybe Taysom Hill comes in later. Who knows? What do you think of that idea if Taysom Hill still holds to that idea? Man, um, you love you some taste, and we all do. I, I do. He's the best player in the universe, man. Well, then he should be the starter. The universe, game. exactly. You know, I, I think from an analyst and outside looking in, I think the best value that he can bring to a team is being a utility player. I agree, and I know that's an uncomfortable take for some people. I'm comfortable saying it. I think the issue. The, like the reason why though is just the perception of him as a quarterback. He's not a traditional looking quarterback. I mean, he has like a he's jacked. He's like a fifteen pack. I mean, he runs a four. You know, he runs a two point nine forty. He runs a three nine. So, you know what I mean? Like he could bench press a thousand. Like he could squat a billion. And so he's the Chuck Norris of quarterbacks. Right. So so you don't when you look at him and you look at his measurables and tangibles, you don't think that he's a quarterback. So he's already going to any battle or stepping on the field with, you know, one hand tied behind his back from a perception standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, when he steps into the role as a utility player, he's trending on Twitter like that. You know what I mean? Like, everybody is obsessed with him like they are with me. Like like I, like I do. Like, like I, I am with him, right? Same yes, thing. Yes, yes. I am obsessed with you as well. Yeah, I, so I, mean, know. I, I know. Spencer is too. He's a little bit more than you. Anyway, um... <laughs> But 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 from a clout and like a branding, you know, uh, perspective, I think that is the the best thing for him. Now I'll say this: from an individual with him and his goals, you know, wanting to be a quarterback, man, do you, boo boo, do you? If you want to play quarterback and the Saints don't give you that opportunity, give him the deuces and 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 keep it moving. And and, and again, that has to do with. You know, him and his personal goals. Like, follow your dreams. Yeah. You want to be a quarterback, go ahead and be a quarterback. But but what I'm saying, what you're saying, I think the entire NFL is saying is that, you know, you will have the most value and probably a longer career by being a utility guy. He probably feels like, but hey, I need to be given a proper shot at being the starter, and then you can see what I can really do. Yeah. If I'm Taysom, I'm thinking – Hey, you liked that? Just wait until I have the ball in my hands literally every play. Yes. And then I, I'm not just catching an eight-yard out yeah. uh, or blocking a punt. I'm affecting everything we do on offense. Taysom Hill's not going to be as good as Drew, Drew Brees was. He's just not. Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Drew Brees is top ten all time. Like mm-hmm. Taysom Hill's going to be himself, which is a really good player, really good NFL player. 
the jury's still out if he's a really good or even good NFL quarterback. Yeah. We all hope he is. It'd be awesome if BYU had two dudes clocking in every week in New Orleans and New York. Right. New whatever. Any city <laughs> that had new and something else that BYU has the starting quarterback. That's what we want, right? New Jersey. No, they don't have them. New okay. Brigham. New Brigham, right? We hope Taysom Hill is a tremendous quarterback. We'll see if he gets a shot. But to, to think that if he's not the starter in New Orleans, he wants to go somewhere else and try and be the starter. If he can't be the starter in New Orleans against mm. Ta- Jameis Winston mm. and, a, and a coach and coordinator that love you and cater to you, yeah. are you going to find another spot? That's my concern with him. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, man. Th- or are you just going to be unhappy on a crappy team? Like, Is this sort of a Jimmer move where it was like, he he's most comfortable if his usage rate is really high. If yeah. he doesn't have that, he'll just go find that, and that has taken Jimmer out of the NBA into China. Yeah, and hey, he's happier than he would be riding the pine in the states. But we all want Jimmer to be a star in the NBA, and it, it didn't work out. Yeah, well, I'm gonna pray fast that this man gets the starting position. This, that's what I'm. Gonna and do. if he doesn't, that much love. But Jameis Winston's not very good. Then I'm gonna blame <laughs> Jerem Jordan. Coming up, rise and shout. Surprise and shout out to Backwards Thinking. And my final 10 and 10 of the summer. The best names on the opponents. There are some fun ones. This is BYU Sports Nation. Thinking backwards. Backwards. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is always on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Are we an hour away from BYU naming a starting quarterback? We might be. We'll find out coming up in a press conference at uh, noon mountain time, 2 Eastern time. Stay tuned to our uh, social media for the latest on that. And this brings us to the final 10 in 10 of the 10 list in 10 weeks. It's Jerem, 10 in 10. 10 in 10 names. Just na- straight up names. I don't care if they play much. Whatever. Number 10. Griffin Speaks. Baylor. It's a sentence. Griffin Speaks. Griffin speaks. That sounds like a kid's show. Pre- pres- yeah. On Nickelodeon this fall. Uh, number 9. Disney Plus. Oh, Disney Plus. There you go. Yeah. Khalil Shakir, Boise State. He'll be on this list every year I do this. I love that. Wow. Khalil Shakir. He's legit, too. He's a very good receiver. Wow. Hmm. Somebody's parents are unique. Number 8. <laughs> well, all these parents. Just wait. <laughs> Number eight, Kane Savage on Utah. A rudimentary disc not fit for 2021. <laughs> not fit. Number seven, Justin Birdsong, Utah State. Seems like a sweet guy, Brian. Uh, yeah, he should be playing not football. Like, he should be, I don't want to say another sport. He's going to take this personally and be ready for BYU. October 2nd. Number six, Herbert Gums, Boise State. Sounds like a city councilman in a small That sounds like a, or, like a sugarless gum or <laughs> mouthwash or something. Number five, Seaburn Hines the Fourth, Georgia Southern. Maybe the Lord in Wales or something? I have no comment on that one. Seaburn Hines the Fourth. Wow. Can you uh, imagine? This, this hey, Seaburn. Like, Seaburn, come here. This come is, for a second. This is like Key and Peel, right? This is great. <laughs> Number four, <laughs> East West All-Stars. Money Parks, Utah. Money Talks and now we know Parks. There you go. That's, a, that's a, actually a good name. I hope he's good. There's a Jason Money on BYU's team. Anybody with the name Money, you got to be. Has you got to bring it. You know. You got to bring it. Flash, yeah. You got to. Number three, Michael Jackson the third, USC. He's a smooth criminal, man. <laughs> Michael, no I mean, relation. No relation. We should, we should, nobody should name their kid Michael Jackson. 
I named my kid Tate Michael Jordan. That's it. Yeah, we talked about this massive. But I did middle name. I didn't set him up to fail. That's unless good. he's a general authority. Then he's Elder T Michael Jordan. Ooh, about that. Nice. He's he's a boatload of trouble. There's no way that happens. Number two, Adama Fall, Arizona. Given the doctrine of the fall here, Adama and Fall seem to go together pretty good. Adama fell that men might be. Yeah, I was gonna say like that's the Book a, of Mormon. Sounds like a scripture. That sounds like a curse. Like no, it's a good scripture. Not what you said. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, saying, I'm saying his name. Oh. I'm saying his name. Oh, his name. His name like and the number one name on any opponent of you play this year, Prophet Brown, USC. He knows what's going to happen. He knows <laughs> the way. Those are the top ten names BYU will face this year. Look, man, we don't. Never we disappoint. Don't, we, don't ju- we don't judge the Maybe. players. You know, we, we, judge, we judge the parents. And, uh, <laughs> and we pray for them. So. Our question of the day. What do you want out of the starting quarterback this year besides a fun name? Russ Heaton. Our guy Russ on Instagram. I want to see a guy who knows what he's doing and a listener and executes the play as well. Also reads his wide receivers well in the opposing defense. Russ, that is absolutely So a starting quarterback. Yes, Russ knows what's up. Yes, Our Elite Voice of the Day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Cougar 70. 90% of Zach's performance last season. (laughs) Really? Only 90? Holy snackies. Top 10 Heisman year, by the way. Stay healthy, take charge. Mentality, swag, and 56 points against you. Wow. It's part of me that would take uh, half of that, you know? Yes. Today's rise and shout-outs are presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Yesterday marked the anniversary of the Steve Sarkeesian 536 passing yards, six touchdowns game against number 13 Texas A&M in the Pigskin Classic in 1996. This is one of my favorite games. I just grabbed a shirt out of my closet uh, that day, my dresser drawer. Uh, It happened to be maroon. So I wore a maroon shirt to this game. In 1996, like an idiot. Also, <laughs> also, shout out to Indecision, a.k.a. Arizona, for thinking a two-quarterback system can work in 2021. Thanks to today's <laughs> guest, Chris Vanini. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. We might know the starting quarterback in an hour. We'll see. Dennis, Here. I love you. We Sorry had time Dennis. for you. I no, had time we didn't. for you. We have 10 seconds. Sorry to Dennis. Brian, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Chloe Coolahan. Go Cougs. Jaron Hall, starting quarterback, question mark? I had time for you, Dennis.